All right, so I've got a famously bad track record of uh, predicting if the show that we do is going to be any good. So yeah, I have a feeling this week will probably be a pretty lame show because it's kind of like a weird old kid show from what I can tell. But uh, man, when the weather's real shitty, like when I was walking here and the snow is blowing horizontally and it's like, like walking by the river, it's just like I couldn't... First, I'm trying to walk through the footprints in the frozen snow that someone else left because if you go too far to the edges, you just fall down and get snow in your boots. And, uh, and the wind was so like strong that it's like slowing down how fast I can walk. I'm like, man, this is fucking insane. But it makes sitting inside and watching an old TV show seem way better. You know, it's like finally I can get out of this crap for half an hour and just chill out and watch some weird old shit. So what do you got? Let me see if I heard if I've heard of it. I can guarantee you did not, because this is Captain Video and his Video Rangers. And the reason I, I assume you didn't is because it was on the Dumont television network. Never heard of any of them. Yeah. Well, we've heard of Dumont before right. in this in this business, but I never heard of it in the real world. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's just do a quick sidebar about Dumont, because yeah, so this aired on Dumont from 1949 to 1955, I think this is a 1949 one, this episode, it aired daily, like five days a week, and then they started throwing in Saturday ones. So uh, it's like 1,537 episodes, but as it was the style at the time of not keeping anything, and especially this network that doesn't even exist anymore, I think they said there's something like 26 episodes that still exist. Oh, isn't that too bad? Yeah, and wait till I get into this. This story's crazy. So Dumont, yeah, it's weird because the other networks of the time, like CBS and NBC, we still know. I went through the whole, like I read through the whole wiki page about Dumont. It gets into all these details and stuff. But basically, it started in 1942. It was one of the very first networks. And uh, Jackie Gleason was one of their big stars. So, I mean, they had, you know, they were known. Then 1942 TV. Yeah, yeah, they wow, were really that's early. really early. And basically, what it all seemed to kind of boil down to, you could go through all the details and stuff, but it's just that uh, in those early days, like, everything was new, trying to figure out even just how to expand from New York out into these different markets and uh, just having to grow your company along with that and all the new regulations. Was Dumont a, a, a New York Company? Yeah, I think most of them were mostly, it was, yeah, just the same as today, New York and L.A. <laughs> you know, everything was East Coast and West Coast. And just all of those little hurdles you got to jump and all these little bows you got to tie of, like, when FCC regulations started happening for each new market, everything, like, just so much stuff you had to navigate. So I guess it just stands to reason that if there's, like, three or four networks, one of them just didn't make it. <laughs> you know, like, things just didn't work out and just too many legal problems and too many money problems. So even though at the time they seemed fine and they were up there with the other ones, nowadays it's it's thought of as like the forgotten network because by 1956 they were out of there. So uh, yeah, that's kind of the story of Dumont. And then because of, like I was saying, you know, nobody kept stuff back then, but it's extra bad with Dumont because at least NBC and CBS, they weren't really paying attention or BBC to their old stuff, but they at least were a continual concern so some of the stuff just accidentally was saved. Whereas by 1970, by the 70s, there was some other company that owned whatever used to be Dumont, you know, owned their intellectual property and stuff. And they're like, man, we got these warehouses full of these old kinescopes or whatever, these old shows, 1,500 episodes of fucking Captain Video. Like, what is all this trash? Why are we paying to keep this stuff? Because in the 70s, 
not only could they not foresee the internet, they didn't even foresee like VHS players or certainly not, you know, DVD or, or replaying shows on TV. They couldn't even imagine what they were ever going to do with this junk. So there's this one story in the 90s, they did like a congressional hearing uh, about preservation of old television to find out what happened to some of this stuff. And apparently they filled three giant like garbage trucks full of old Dumont TV shows. And this is another thing that's just funny about the 70s. They didn't even take it to like a landfill or something. They just dumped it into the uh, into New York Bay and oh the East River. Oh my God, <laughs> so, what an environmental faux pas. Yeah, so it's bad on every God. level. They got rid of all these old classic TV shows and they just dumped them in the fucking river. <laughs> oh, isn't that disgusting? Just, oh. So uh, yeah, and it's like people that used to work for this holdings company you know, knew this story, but they never found out who actually gave the order to do this. And you know what thing. makes it even more sickening? In the 1970s, there was a whole lot of talk about environment and acid rain, and yep. and they're doing that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. And yet another story of how New York is gross. I'll never understand people's <laughs> love of New York, but yeah, they're just dumping shit into the river. Because I guess you can't see it. It's gone. Whatever. <laughs> it's gone now. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, and I got to assume, too, as far as you're saying with our environmental stuff, I don't know specifically what a kinescope is, but if it's anything like the acetate that they make movie film and stuff with, like, it's not, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's still down there somewhere. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, we could get into more detail about Dumont, but but that's the long and the short of it. It's just, just a network that didn't make it. And uh, this show seems pretty emblematic of maybe why they didn't make it is... Uh, they keep mentioning how this show, even for the time, was low budget. And it was so low budget that, and they showed it every day, to fill time, instead of the whole half hour being Captain Video, I'll be interested to see if this episode is like this, a lot of the episodes in the middle, for like the, like there'd be like seven minutes of show at the start and seven minutes at the end, and the seven minutes in the middle was old uh, cowboy movies. <laughs> Because they they bought the rights to a bunch of old westerns, yeah, they bought the rights to a bunch of old westerns, and they just had them laying around. So uh, they would say like, and now we'll cut to the adventures of some of Captain Video's undercover agents on Earth, and pretend that these cowboys were somehow affiliated with Captain Video. Well, I was wondering how they made so many shows because <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of episodes. Well, if half, if a third of them are remakes half yes. stealing from somebody else and fantastically incongruous like that doesn't fit at all it doesn't you know it doesn't make sense it doesn't fit although speaking of that it was so low budget that they say watching these shows like you assume captain video and his space patrol whatever that it's a sci-fi show but they say actually watching it it's so low budget that it's hard to tell if it is set in the future or if it's just set in the current day because you can't you can't it's just a bunch of people hanging out on a set right and they occasionally mention, like, Pluto and stuff, but they don't do anything spacey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it just seems like the definition of a cheap kid show that no one cares about. But they played it at about 7.30 at night because quite a few adults apparently liked it. It had a big... It, had a, it was one of their most famous shows. Okay, so let's have a view as adults and see yeah. what we think. The other, I guess, a couple other little tiny things I learned about it. Um, they filmed it in the same building as a big department store, and it, this was one of those shows that was live, you know, like they didn't pre-tape it. So there's a lot of like times where actors had to turn away from the camera so they wouldn't laugh and stuff if something <laughs> went wrong. But since they worked in the same building as this department store... 
right before filming, they would just run downstairs and uh, buy stuff from the department store to use as props that day. And their uh, prop budget was $25 a week, apparently. It's like the story. Like, it's so hard to find anything about this Dumont network that this is just like oral history stuff that people who used to work there brought up later. No one can confirm any of this stuff. Uh, there was a guy who played a villain on the show and he had a nervous breakdown because of the insane amount of overwork So they just replaced him with a different guy who was nothing at all like him and they just said that uh, uh, The villain they didn't say he was a new villain. They said he's the same guy, but he he underwent plastic surgery to outwit Captain Video <laughs> And it's like so now he looks like this now <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Like it seems like it'd be one of these things like Ed Wood or something like it would be great to make a movie about working on this show because it sounds like it's just a disaster uh and i guess the only the most famous thing about this now is that one of the characters on the honeymooners uh which i don't really know much about the honeymooners but this character ed norton oh was he in this no in the oh. honeymooners he was a fan of captain video and watched it all the time but most people nowadays like in the comments on the youtube video that we're going to watch people were like oh you mean that weird show that Ed Norton watched all the time on The Honeymooners. Like, I thought that was just a show they made up in The Honeymooners, but that was a real show. <laughs> oh. And they made a mere 1,500 episodes. But yeah, like, nobody even knows about this. And yeah, what's left of those, like, 20 or so that are left, there's only five or six that are released to the public, and the rest, you have to get an appointment at, like, the uh, Institute of TV Archives, whatever, to see the other ones. But at least they're not all gone. I mean... <laughs> okay. And yeah, from the sounds of it, if this is good, I'll be a monkey's uncle. So it probably doesn't matter that much that we don't have all 1,500, but it's still weird to put all that work into something, and now there's barely any left. Okay, well, let's check her out. What was that? Check the video in the... Oh, yeah, I read about this, too. That's his, his base or whatever, but it's just a drawing somebody made, and they just filmed the drawing. So there we go, one of the last remaining pieces of the old well, Dumont Network. Well, it wasn't the most exciting space show that I've seen. But hey, in 1949, if that was all that was available, I would watch that, and yep. I'd be looking forward to the next one, too. Yeah, it was, I guess, better than I thought it would be because, yeah, like that saying it was like a kid show, it didn't really feel like a kid show. Like, you could see grown-ups watching that. Like, they at least uh, took it serious. Like, I was afraid it was going to be a lot of... Because we watched a little bit of, remember we watched British Space Patrol by accident, but then we checked out the American Space Patrol and it was like, hey kids, yeah. eat your cereal. And I'm just like... Ugh. They dumbed down, <laughs> like they dumbed down for kids. And right. this one didn't do that. Yeah, this one, it took itself pretty seriously. And uh, I mean, it's funny though, because yeah, we were saying how the villain, there's two villains, I guess. One of them almost was like Dracula or something, just his eyebrows and his weird like... And he had his hair down in a point super black hair and he had just the tiniest tiniest little mark on his chin for his little goatee yeah 
And then the other villain guy, they did, he did this long evil monologue and they kept zooming in on his face. And the they, professor there, the doctor, whatever he's called, but he's, a, he's an earth man for sure. Right. And they made him look like an earth man. He had on his shirt, his casual shirt <laughs> and his casual pants. And his little belt and stuff. But like, I've never seen that close up. You know, like in a movie script, they call that like the extreme close up where your whole face doesn't even fit in the screen. And like, yeah, it's like, wow, these, okay, the bad guys are pretty evil. But Captain Video, I guess in yesterday's episode, he fought with the guy because he's all bandaged up and stuff. But all he did in this episode was the clerical repercussions of the fight of like, all right, now we got to talk to Earth Command and we got to discuss what to do with this guy and we got to send a message. And I'm like, damn, I wish we saw yesterday's show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and the other guy that he supposedly had this fight with didn't. Although he could, he was kind of sitting, kind of dazed in the corner when we were first introduced to him. He didn't seem to have any physical injuries, but Captain Video did. He had the blood spot on his head and forehead and on his nose and, and bandage on his hand. Yeah, he had the the knuckles were all marked red, or we presume red. It's in black and white. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely like. Also, I see what they mean about the. Not anachronisms, I guess, but it's like they make some effort to feel futuristic, but sometimes they just say, never mind. Like, Especially with talking on the telephone. Yeah, despite the fact that, you, like you are saying, it was like a speaker that was emanating from somewhere, but he still had an earpiece to his ear that was apparently doing nothing. <laughs> but yeah, wristwatches and belts and collared shirts and suits and ties, you know, like that's a classic giveaway of like, it's corny in other space shows how they're futuristic clothes are usually just jumpsuits but it's because you can't you can't have a suit and tie that's 20th century <laughs> but here they're like yeah well suit and tie it is i'm sure those are still be popular in the future but uh, yeah i mean it wasn't bad and it did have that thing i wasn't sure if they would do it this early on but the uh the old western <laughs> <laughs> no question there so yeah it just cut to it did it two separate times where it cut to a little screen that just said like, hey, a message to your video rangers. And it was like the little, it reminded me of the G.I. Joe cartoons in the 80s where they were like, you know, don't talk to strangers or whatever. This was the, you know, surprisingly progressive of like, hey, don't be prejudiced against people. Be a good video ranger. Yeah. And, and the first know. one was don't disgrace the flag by trampling yeah. on the flag or putting down the flag. Betsy Ross sewed that flag. And Which, I didn't care for that one as much because that's some classic Americana those are, nonsense. Those, yeah, those are very, though, American messages for youth of respect your country. And right. then, and then, but the one on, uh, the one on uh, like discrimination yeah. and all that, that, that kind of surprised me because this is 1949. And yet they're telling their little rangers that color makes no difference you know treat everybody equally and okay yeah that's kind of nice <laughs> to hear in 1949 i wonder if at the same time if we had had the commercials though if it would have been like and now a sponsorship from rice crinkle cereal or whatever <laughs> just some they weird no commercials yeah i don't know if there were commercials that would have been in there maybe you know i'm not sure because that was it was like 26 minutes it wasn't the whole half hour so we're probably missing yeah. okay so possibly yeah you could have a, yeah so yeah, it had those little messages of like, hey, be a good ranger, here's how to be a good American. And then yeah, it would just kind of zoom in on some kind of like, it looked like a radar dish from a submarine or something. And that's how I guess we get our view into Captain Video's compatriots back on Earth and what they're up to, which is just an old Western. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was pretty weird because it was just some, probably some B-movie Western from, you know, earlier in the decade or who knows if how far I back. If I was a kid, I definitely would have watched those and yeah. I would have looked forward to the next 
episode. As an adult, um, taking the time, the time that it was, and that there would be very limited television viewing at the time, um, yeah, you know what, I probably would have watched it too and looked forward to the next episode. And the Western thing, like, it it was nonsense, but it did break it up because, like, a lot of this was, it was really just all talking. It was either Captain Video talking to his his friends that were dressed like Romans for some reason, uh, like ancient Romans, but he's either discussing bureaucracy details with them or it's the villains hatching villainous schemes, but it is just people talking. So at least the Western... Even though nothing really happened in this episode, it was a setup for the next episode because you're thinking, okay, those evil guys, what are they going to be doing next? And at the very end... Uh, as Captain Video presumably is going to his spaceship to go off back to Earth in another episode, they're setting up a sabotage of some kind. Right. So it finished off with all that stuff. And then the narrator comes in and has the questions like, what will happen? Where are we going to be? So, of course, as a a viewer, you'd be like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? Even though nothing happened tonight, what is going to happen? And you would... Buy right into it and watch it. I'm willing to bet, too, that those uh, the machinations of the villains probably eventually led to Captain Video punching them out. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it was. But, yeah, in these, like, setup episodes, like, the Western part at least did shake things up because it is, like, instead of watching a whole B-movie Western that was probably 70 or 80 minutes long. Instead, we just saw the gunfight and then we saw them trussing up all the bad guys and yep. sending them off and like just the exciting part. To walk back to town. Yeah. It's funny though because, yeah, the thing with the Western, it's like, you know, that eternal debate of like uh, art versus commerce that has been going on since the beginning of time. There is no question there. There is no artistic justification possible it's pure commerce it's just we got to fill time and we own these old westerns put them in the show (laughs) so i mean it's it's impressive in that way of just like just that blatant capitalism (laughs) but you also again have to put this this viewing into it when it was done like the time and the place that all this was happening so, yeah, sure, you can accept the fact, well, I, I find it a little hard with the telephones, but those other things that they were using, you know, the microphone and that for corresponding and that, again, very few people would have had TV in these days. Yeah. Uh, there would be very little advertising money that would have allowed them to have really top-notch sets. And with their kind of shitty sets that they had, the painted backdrops and all that stuff, they were able to pull off a little, yeah, good, not a bad little show. Yeah, I think it's a case where, like, that Wikipedia article, it made me like the show better because it was setting me up to think it would be a lot worse. Because, like, calling it a kid's show is kind of a misnomer. And, yeah, talking about how cheap it was, I mean, yeah, it's like, okay, that backdrop is just a drawing, and, you know, it's a random mishmash of, like, these people are wearing roman halloween costumes or something where this guy is just dressed in a normal suit and like it's all kind of a mishmash but i can't think of anything we saw from 1949 or 1950 that was all that great yeah <laughs> so, I mean, and the is, acting was really yeah pretty good. decent it wasn't like sometimes in these early shows that we've been watching the act 
acting is overacted. It's it's as if you're on a stage and you have to speak to that guy who's way way back there at the back of the audience. So you kind of have to really overemphasize it. And the they villains, didn't do that. The villains kind very, of did, but obviously deliberately. Yeah, but that's yeah, just yeah. just in case you weren't getting that they were evil, they had to kind of bring that out. Eddie. But they didn't overreact overact in the sense of. Uh, yelling out things or or talking in a very staid type very dramatic uh, there wasn't any of that they were pretty normal for television acting especially captain video maybe getting into a fist fight calms him he was very level (laughs) very very low-key actually the 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 young fellow that stood out as being a little bit like not great was that young ranger guy. Yeah. Which I, again, I, isn't that funny that it's the same exact thing again? There's always the teen sidekick. So again. Again, yes, yeah. you're right. There's the teen sidekick. And they had the identical hairstyle, except their part was on the opposite side. Yeah. So when they were talking to each other, you could see both parts, <laughs> both of the parts <laughs> in their hair. I don't know if that's just an accident or what. But yeah, and, uh, we couldn't totally, again, we're just jumping in somewhere in the middle of 1,500 episodes. But it's like, okay, it's definitely not mars because somebody else talks about you know in mars our trade sanctions are blah 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 and it's not earth because they got a rocket message from earth which they had to wait for the rocket to cool and down supposedly <laughs> they're going back to earth right so we have no and, idea exactly what planet they yeah, are on somebody mentioned how delicious jupiter grapes were so i'm going to assume it's jupiter and they didn't also import jupiter grapes they're probably just eating jupiter grapes because they're on jupiter they say something about pluto Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's at very... One point, they definitely did not really make that clear. and But maybe they did in an earlier episode. That if you're watching along, you know where they are. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, there was a narrator at the start who caught us up, but I, I it was the sound quality is a little rough. I didn't catch all of it. But, yeah, it's definitely... I guess that's what that show is. It's just a huge mishmash of, like, it's sort of futuristic and sort of not. It's sort of uh, arch and sort of naturalistic. It's sort of space and sort of a Western. <laughs> it's just sort of everything. It's... But it was okay. <laughs> yeah. it, it was okay. Yeah, I really do feel like it would be a it would be a really cool movie to make a movie nowadays about people working on that show and just like every day you got to grind out a new episode and you got to find props and you got to perform it live. Like that would be that would be interesting. Yeah, as for Captain Video itself, like again, it's a shame that all the uh, episodes are gone, but. You know, if you've seen one, you've seen 1,500. (laughs) (laughs) True enough.